Hello and welcome to Zeitgeist Banana, the podcast all about the English language, coming to you from Paris. And my special guest today is Matt Damon. Hello, Matt. Hi there. That's not Matt Damon, is it? Okay. No, it's John again. It's John again. (laughs) Can I tell you, though, that I I tried to the listeners, I did try to get Matt Damon for the show today, but he was too expensive. He wanted X and lots of zeros of dollars for his... um, to him to join me here uh, but I, yeah I, I, I sent john an email told him all about it and he said i'll do it for a packet of pringles that's what john said the packet so, of pringles hasn't arrived yet I, you'll I, get it soon i promise you uh, you'll get it soon so i am once again joined by john hello there of monty english okay and i'm, I'm gonna start uh, with a couple of things first of all uh, i did get a complaint what yeah, uh, about Zeitgeist Banana, because I pronounce it Zeitgeist Banana. But I think there was a German listener who wrote in the comments. This is on, the, on our YouTube channel. He said, why do you say Zeitgeist? It's not it, it's Zeitgeist, we say. So I'm trying to correct that. In my defense, though, I, I would say, and I think you'll agree with me, John, that in English we do say Zeitgeist, not Zeitgeist. We do indeed, yeah. You'll probably get another complaint because of your bad German accent. <laughs> With good reason as well. <laughs> as well. So I would be careful if I were you. But yes, we do pronounce it, I guess, differently, don't we? I, yeah. I think that's the thing with foreign words. It's uh, it's always going to be slightly different, isn't it? Yeah, we do our best, but no. We do we... our best, yes. So today I've got a few mistakes. What English speakers make what, what native english, english speakers, speakers make. make didn't you just make a mistake there maybe Perhaps. i never make mistakes i never make mistakes anyway we're going to discuss them and in the, they're a bit controversial because some of them and i want your opinion on each of them because some of them i would say yes it's definitely a mistake don't do it right. others well not really a mistake And the third case is maybe yes, maybe no. So I want your opinion on where where do they come into? Which of those uh, three categories do they come into? Okay. But before we start, I just have one more thing because this this podcast is called Zeitgeist Banana, as you know. So we talk about the zeitgeist and um, the news about language this week. And there was a very interesting story, which I wanted to share with you, about Johnny Depp. So... Johnny Depp is suing the Sun newspaper for libel because they said in their column that he beat up his wife, his ex-wife, something he denied. But what's interesting is a story came out that Johnny Depp has a tattoo, okay? So the tattoo used to say, Winona forever. Winona Ryder was his first wife. Mm. Now, you know, in English, this is, the, this is the English language part. In English, you have the suffix O to mock somebody, like you're, you're a fat, you're a fat so, so mocking somebody for being fat. You're, you're, you're weird, you're a weirdo. You're thick, you're a thicko, being stupid, thick, thick meaning stupid, okay? Mm-hmm. So for someone who drinks too much alcohol, you can call them a wino. A wino, that's right, a wino. So when Johnny Depp divorced Winona Ryder, he changed his tattoo from Winona forever to 
wino forever. <laughs> which is that true? Yes, which I thought oh. was very funny, but uh, <laughs> apparently it caused um, a bit of uh, an argument in the, in the household. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it would in a way. But it's quite amusing that he did that, isn't it? A quite clever way of changing his tattoo. Quite clever. It's got it's got a sense of humour, a self-deprecating sense of humour. Indeed, yeah, yeah. Okay, on to the grammar mistakes. What we make, uh, and <laughs> I hope you're going to do better than last week, Joe. Because last year, I think in our test of etymology words, you only got one right. I think. So I hope you do no, better it, this time. You, you did that last time. I got two right. Two right. Trying, okay. trying to trying to make me out to be worse than I am. I'm actually twice as good as you think I am. That's true. You you got zeitgeist right, but you pronounced it wrongly. <laughs> That's very true. Yes, but I'm I'm hoping today that I don't have to do anything like that. No, no. So in in this, I, I know it's not really a quiz. I'm just going to ask you some some questions and and t tell us what you think. These are what people consider, what some people consider to be grammatical mistakes that native English speakers make but they're controversial some of them you might say yes yeah, definitely a mistake don't do it please for god's sake don't do that correct it others maybe uh maybe yes maybe no and third category well actually it's okay i don't think it's a mistake at all so uh, are you ready yes ready as i'll ever be so the first one is the split infinitive yeah. So to boldly go where no man has gone before. So the split infinitive, if you don't, if you, in case you don't know, is when you put a word between the two and the infinitive part of the, of the word. Okay. And again, I got a an angry comment on the YouTube channel. I'll quote it for you here. I'll put it here. Here you are. This is this is the quote. You keep splitting infinitives. Are you really the right person to teach us English? <laughs> well, that's what they said. Well, it's fair enough. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that for that reason, but for other reasons. But yes, well, okay, fair enough. What about <laughs> the split? The split infinitive. Where do you where do you stand on that? I'm going to agree that it's fine. I would say it's fine uh, to really learn a language. You need to split infinitive. Yes. Yeah. I would say I, I say it's it's a complete uh, nonsense. I mean, you need you need to split infinitive. So here's the example. Yes, the example I, I gave before. To really learn a language, you need to do this. That's the split infinitive. But how else would you say it? I mean, the the idea is you put the adverb part before the infinitive or after the verb. So really to learn a language? No, that's wrong. To learn really a language, you need to do this. To learn a language really, no, it doesn't really work. I, I think it's it's a nonsense rule, and it's not even a rule. So where does it come from? I'm interested to know why that's uh, potentially seen as a, a mistake. Apparently, I, it comes from Greek scholars, because I really don't know. There might be some Greek listeners here, but in Greek there's some kind of rule that you shouldn't split an infinitive and try, somebody back in the day tried to apply that rule to English. Mm. And although sometimes it may sound better to not, to not split the infinitive, <laughs> it's, not, 
it's not a rule. You just you just write what sounds good. You must remember <laughs> to never split an infinitive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll move on to the next one. And that is putting a preposition at the end of a sentence. Mm. Yes. So, so I'm supposed to comment on that, am I? So instead of saying, what are you looking at? You should say, at what are you looking? Yeah. So tell me, is it nonsense? Is it maybe yes, maybe no? Or is it good? Or should we correct that? You mean putting the preposition at the beginning? Well, no. I mean, is it okay to put a preposition at the end of the sentence? Yes, totally fine. I do that all the time. In fact, I would know. I mean, if you said, if you put it at the beginning, it would sound a bit ridiculous and pompous, wouldn't it? Well, exactly. And that's what I think Winston Churchill said. Well, this is the sort of English up with which I will not put. <laughs> just, just, just to show what nonsense that rule, that so-called rule is. Is it a so-called rule? Wow. Didn't I've know heard that. It before. No, again, it's, it's nonsense. I think the, the opposite is true. Often it sounds more, more natural, more fluid to put the preposition at the end. Mm, you don't have to put the so. preposition in, but uh, I think it sounds more natural. Okay, so we agree that that's another nonsense rule. Yeah, so 100% uh, so far, two out of two. <laughs> the next one. The next one, and that is, I think you find this one a controversial one, the difference between fewer and less. Sh shall I explain the grammar? Or do you want to explain the grammar there? The difference between so, fewer and less. I might get it wrong, so don't complain if I do, but fewer, I guess, is with countable nouns. Yeah. So, yes, we, there are fewer people here today or there are fewer listeners because of our complaints. And then you would say I have less less water than before because i've drank some of it yeah exactly exactly yes we have less time than we thought yeah exactly mm. uh, but some some people will use less in all situations so uh, there are less people listening you hear mm. mm. and yeah um the common one is in this in the supermarket uh, there are a lot of complaints about the the sign which says this 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 checkout is for those who have eight items or less and it should be eight items or fewer. Okay. Oh, I, I've never noticed that. A lot of people complain about that. I've seen it before. And, but for you, John, is that a mistake? Or is it like the other two, is it nonsense? Or is it a maybe yes, maybe no? Well, I, I would say it's a mistake. But also, I wouldn't worry if, somebody, if a native speaker used that. And the fact that I've been to the supermarket probably a million times and never even thought about that shows you it's not really a big one no I, I think it falls into the maybe category yes. i think if you're writing formal written english to me sometimes it sounds nicer fewer fewer people maybe it's just because that's what i'm used to saying it sounds nicer however you have to recognize that so many people so many people will say uh, less less cars rather than fewer cars Mm -hmm. uh, less tomatoes rather than fewer tomatoes. So, so many people say that you've got to ac accept that it's, that, that it's correct. However, mm -hmm. fewer is a nice word. So I, I do encourage people to use it when they, when they can. So, so it's, a, I always say it's a maybe yes, maybe no. Yeah. I'll go along with that. I, I totally agree with your uh, assessment. <laughs> we, we've never agreed so much before, John. I, don't I know it's three out of three. It's strange. Yeah, yeah, incredible. It is. Okay, what about the next one? Okay, I guess it gets more difficult. I think. Me and John went to the pub. Now, native English speakers will say that, but 
would you say it's correct? Winos. What? <laughs> Sorry, I was just adding the end of it. We're not really. But... So, w- would you like to say why it's incorrect and what the correct grammar is? Yeah, I that. I usually pull my students up on this one, and I would say John and I. But I also say that most native speakers would say me, me and John. Yeah, I mean, I think this is one of the things where, again, if you wrote it in a more formal context, you definitely wouldn't say me. You would say, yeah, John and I. So I think in spoken English, we all generally use it, don't we? It's it's just a kind of lazy way of speaking. But also, I think if you say John and I, it sounds as a little bit posh in a way, even though it's correct. I agree with you, actually. Wow. Uh, I'll just add that if anyone's listening and they're not sure which one to use, if you, if like me and John went to the pub, if you remove the other person from the sentence, so in this case, and John, you just leave in the me, does it make any sense? Me went to the pub. It doesn't make any sense, obviously. So you say, I went to the pub. So you know it's wrong. If you analyze the sentence, you know it's wrong. The other thing is that I think in English, it is traditional or conventional to put the other person first and not be so selfish. So John comes before me. Otherwise, I'm just being selfish, talking about myself all the time. John and I went to the pub. So I, th- I think I, I totally agree with you. A lot of people would say, I'd probably say that. I'd probably say that quite a lot. But if I'm writing it, I'll reflect and I will change it. Or you could say John and I. You could say John and me, though, couldn't you? That way you put me first, but then you also make the mistake. Yeah, I, I, guess, you, I guess you could. But if you're going to correct <laughs> half the sentence, why didn't you just correct it all? Good point. Uh, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so... <laughs> But but I think I should always go first. So on that basis, yeah, let's say John and I are much better. Okay. So we agree again. Yes. Okay. We do. Right. The next one, you ready for the next one? And this is literally, using literally to mean figuratively. Mm. It, it literally took me a million years to set up the microphone today. Yeah, well, that's true, isn't it? literally true but it's literally it's, true but you do hear a lot of people using literally i you know it was it, it literally destroyed my life not having uh that they didn't have uh soy milk at uh, d- uh starbucks um, yeah that would literally destroy my life i wouldn't go to starbucks in the first place but no, yeah no uh so wh- where do you stand on this literally being used figuratively I don't like it because I think often when people use it, they're trying to sound a bit smart and they're, they're using it wrongly. So therefore, they don't sound smart. I think it's usually okay because, once again, if people are using it like that, then you have to accept that it's, it's correct. However, I have a problem when it's overused. It's just being used all the time becomes annoying and the other thing is that in some sentences, it just sounds ridiculous. You say he, he was so angry, he literally exploded. <laughs> really? Really? It's just you, you, you leave yourself open to, to ridicule. 
in those yeah. so i think i think it's okay but, but be cautious with it be cautious with it that would be my uh, my opinion i've literally got another million questions for you but i won't have time for all of them so i'm going to come down to an, uh, just uh, a couple more okay mm-hmm. on my list and so the next one is I feel good. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel good. I feel good. Mm. Um, yeah, he, he did. He did good in his exam. Mm. Is that right? Well, it's not right. I s- suppose that we've we've had taken this from the Americans, haven't we? Potentially. I mean, I guess in in Britain we would less do this less than. Um, so you know, so tell, ev- tell everyone the the correct answer and what why. He did well. He did well. So good is the adjective in this case, anyway, and uh, uh, well is the adverb. Yes, so, exactly. So. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's it's just me, but I think I kind of picked this thing, or I have picked this up from um, the fact that Americans would typically say that, or perhaps Australians as well. They would say that too. But I know it's wrong. I mean, of course it's wrong, but it's just uh, again, it's just a way of speaking, isn't it? Yeah, I, I would split it up. I say it's just so common now to say I feel good that I feel I, f- I feel it's okay. Mm. Uh, however, in other situations, like he did good in his exam or something, uh, I still feel that yeah, it should be well in that situation. Mm. Yeah, I would agree with you there. It doesn't sound right, does it? If you say he did good, yeah, doesn't sound right. Certainly not in written English, even spoken English is questionable. But I feel good. Yeah, that's going to pass. Also, there's the song, isn't there? So the song. James Brown. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. um, You can sing it if you want. I feel good. Thank you. That that one. (laughs) Everybody knows it well. But just just because James Brown sang it doesn't mean it's grammatically correct. Not everything you hear in songs is grammatically correct. Yeah, well, that's that's true, isn't it? I mean, I think that's a very interesting point, isn't it? That songs, I guess, they have artistic license. Is that what you would call it? Uh, where they change the way you would say things to make it sound more tuneful, I suppose, don't they? Would that be right? Also, when a song is too correct, too grammatically correct, it sounds a bit weird. So, for example, uh, Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone. Now, mm. if you were going to sing There Isn't any sunshine when she's not here that's, doesn't yeah. i don't think it would have been a hit <laughs> well that's the key isn't it really it's whether it's it's a hit or not or it could be a hit yeah. or not well i've got one more for you okay and this one this one is, is kind of a difficult one actually neither of them is here today neither of them are here today which is correct. Neither of them is here today. You would say that? Yeah. I, I would probably say that, but I, I'm not sure, though, if I would. I think if I'm re- thinking about it and writing, I'd probably say neither of them is, because neither means this one or that one, so it should take a, a singular verb. But probably in conversation, like a lot of people, I might. It's next to the word them, so I might put an R. I might put a... Uh, plural verb what do you think mm. neither of them are coming sounds okay neither of them is coming yeah it, it does sound okay doesn't it i mean again this is probably something that i've never really thought about so that that in a sense means that both sound okay to me 
Yeah. So I think, again, I think it's in, maybe yes, maybe no. Uh, I, I think maybe in written English. I'm not even sure myself. I think, I think in written English, I would say neither of them is. Though I might need to investigate that further. Yes, I think you should. I mean, these things are open to interpretation, as we said earlier, aren't they, to some extent? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Right. Uh, okay. Well, you did pretty well. Well, we agreed on most of the things. So I would have done badly if I hadn't agreed with you on most of the things. <laughs> uh, that, of course, if you disagree, then you, you won't get your packet of Pringles. We'll see. Well, at least you're cheaper than Matt, whatever. You're cheaper than Matt Damon. But it has been <laughs> has been a pleasure to have you here with us yes. again today. I'd, and, well, I always enjoy it. <clears throat> I always enjoy it. It's always a pleasure. I'll remind everyone that you can listen to... John's podcast, tell everyone what it's called. So English with Monty, and we just released an episode with, uh, well, I guess he's a friend now, but it was a student that came over to London, and he's doing a short interview with me about his experience in London uh, learning English. So that's an interesting one. Okay, great. And you'll also find me on one of your upcoming podcasts as well. Me and John will be on the podcast. Yes, indeed. Yes, it's going to be about idioms. So okay. it's going to be about time idioms. So okay. that's definitely one to uh, tune in for. Excellent. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel, Let Them Talk TV. Find us on YouTube and catch this podcast. We're going to do it pretty regularly, hopefully every week. Maybe not every week, but pretty regularly. So thank you for listening and I'll catch you next time.